The final score, Wrexham 3, MK Dons 5. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham Football Club, and, well, uh, excitement just keeps happening to us, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Another remarkable game to try and pick the bones out of, and not the expected return after 15 years out of the Football League. But, although there were clear issues and deficiencies I don't think this is a long term issue if I'm honest I think it's one of those games although the way we play quite open and aggressive and on the front foot does mean we have more of those games maybe than most teams do but uh, that's all part of the excitement of the ride isn't it anyway Parkinson interestingly only made one change in the last game of last season at Torquay that's fairly rare for Wrexham uh, they, and it probably would have been an unchanged side if Paul Mullen wasn't available. Uh, whereas MK Dons were throwing debuts around left and centre, having been relegated in a disappointing manner from League One. Consensus amongst MK Dons fans and journalists last season seemed to have been that they were a bit naive, not very creative, and were easily pushed around by more physical teams. Well, that latter issue is resolved because they are a big side and they brought in some tough, experienced pros and yeah, they were effective. The opening stages were all MK Dons and it's got to be said, they really executed their game plan extremely well for the first 15 or so minutes. It was a strange game in the sense that there were really... No, let me put it another way. There were certain parts of our game that we executed well and certain parts that we didn't and the same applied to them and and those different phases of play ebbed in and out the key thing was that mk dons were ruthless when they were on top of the game when they were imposing how they wanted to play on the match and they took advantage during those spells and, and wrexham didn't so much so MK Don's game plan, certainly at the start, they matched our shape up. They've been playing both a three and a four at the back during pre-season. And that allowed them to sort of turn the game into a series of individual battles. It maybe helped them to put the pressure on us when we had the ball at the back. And that was the phase of play which we did badly, I thought, which normally we do well playing out from the back. But MK Don's pressure told we made a few well, a lot of unforced errors having tom o'connor at left-sided center back you would feel is your sort of cheat code for playing out from the back because he's such a good passer but actually his passing was was off by quite a bit and i assume at least in part that was because of the mk dons good organization when they didn't have the ball and we had the ball in our half so that was a phase of the match where MK Dons got it exactly right. We were struggling to get the ball out. We were really struggling to get the ball down in midfield and play. Once we started to do that, actually, I thought MK Dons didn't look so secure off the ball. Once you actually got at their defence and maintained pressure on them, to me, they looked like a defence that would let goals in. Having said that, <laughs> we did get three, obviously, so I was right. We could have scored more. But yeah, that opening stage was Graham Alexander's game plan to perfection. And they got the lead in the sixth minute. It's an unnecessary lead, it must be said. A free kick given about 30 yards out. Robson, who I thought was outstanding in midfield, sweeping the ball in to the far post. O'Connell, we can only assume, didn't get a shout because it really didn't look like there was any danger behind him, feeling that he had to make the header six yards out, facing his own goal, and planted it into the bottom right corner. No chance for Foster. And Wrexham had handed Elkin Deans a goal, although I think, to be fair, 
a big part of that goal was the pressure they've been uh, applying to us since the kickoff. They earned that. They kept putting balls into dangerous areas. They kept us penned in and they made us nervous, made us edgy, made us a bit desperate and ultimately made O'Connell make a header, which he felt he had to, and it turned out he didn't. Within a couple of minutes, it could easily have been 2-0 as well. Uh, this move started off on the right-hand side from Milton Keynes-Dons. Off the ball, O'Connor slipped. It was quite a wet surface. It's been raining for quite a while. Nothing dramatic. Um, unfortunately for Wrexham, Mendy, at the same time, decided to cut inside, run into a crowd, and he lost the ball, which was rather careless. And with O'Connor still recovering... Wrexham were a man short at the back. The ball was picked up by Lecco, who drove to the edge of the area and looked like he was going to get a shot off. Tremendous tackle by O'Connell to deny him, but the ball span out, and MJ Williams, from about 25 yards, hit a powerful shot, which took a deflection off O'Connell, which put a lot of spin on the ball, and it swerved in the air and hit the post and bounced out. Real relief for Wrexham. And within a minute, Wrexham had made their first chance of the match. Good work by Ryan Barnett, who, especially in the first half, was a very bright spark for Wrexham. He cut inside, got a decent sight of goal, but cut across the ball and, and put it off target. Shame he did that, because within a minute, it was 2-0 after all. And this was a goal that I'm sure Phil Parkinson will be livid about. You know, I, I want to pick the bones out of it, but I don't feel... <laughs> There's anything subtle about it, really, or or sophisticated or tactical. Isa runs into the heart of the D. The defence converge on him. There's about five Wrexham players on him. O'Connor is the only one who actually gets a tackle in on him, and Isa evades it pretty easily. And then he, he runs into that crowd that converged on him. There's no space. And then suddenly he's through it, one-on-one -on -one with Foster. Uh, unorthodox? Certainly and Orthodox defending, certainly. And Isa did well to stretch and put a nice finish in the bottom corner. Again, Foster couldn't do any much more about it. And, well, what a shock. The Wrexham fans, of course, reacted well. Um, that's how the Wrexham fans have been <laughs> over the last two and a half years. And Wrexham slowly started to push MK Dons more at arm's length. Possibly MK Dons eased off at such... Their game plan couldn't have worked any better. Two up, they had something to defend. Wrexham made an opportunity when they were, well, initially, good work by both O'Connell and James Jones, deep in the Wrexham half, to each winning a good tackle. The ball span loose. Cannon was really alert to get there first and nick it past his man and feed Barnett. Barnett broke down the right, pulled it back for James Jones, and he hit a hell of a shot from a good 30 yards. It was going like a rocket, certainly on target. Tucker, though, got his head to it and headed it away to Cannon, who'd followed up the move, and he hit a shot from 20 yards that he was never really on top of that went over the bar. The real spell where Wrexham began to impose themselves was around the 25-minute mark until the end of the half. This was much, much better from Wrexham. Uh, Wrexham had been forced backwards. Everything was coming down the right. That was true throughout the first half, really. And I think reasons for that, partly that Barnett, I thought, looked very sharp in the first half and was our main attacking threat. And also that James Jones 
uh, had a good game right side of the midfield free. He was combining really well with Barnett. There were some lovely little give and goes between the two of them, and they worked superbly as a little unit uh, to cause problems for the defence down at the Wrexham right. Meanwhile, down the left, it was very much MK Dons dictating terms. Cam Norman, I mentioned in the preview, was a really good signing. I think terrific wing back, very energetic. Built like a big centre-back. Can play centre-back as well. And he bullied Mendy at times. And that, that that combination very much was Norman getting at Mendy. The big diagonals as well. Mendy actually improved a bit in the second half. But really struggled in the air against Norman. Who was standing head and shoulders above him, to be fair. So that... that imbalance was an issue for Wrexham, but we started to get the ball down. Like I said, when when Kedons dropped back into their defensive sort of mid-block, they didn't, or when they had a deep block, I didn't think they looked that impressive defensively. Each of the three centre-backs had good individual games, but chances were fairly easy to make. And for me, McGillivray looked like a keeper with a mistake in him, if I'm honest. I didn't quite like the way he addressed the ball. So Wrexham had a lot of pressure on in one particular spell, in the 26th minute, there was a, a chance that came out of it. Again, Barnett running in, putting in a good cross. Lee met the ball at the far post with a header, which he put it into the six-yard box. And Dolby, from close range, stretching, could only get the merest of touches on it, couldn't divert it goalwards. Then... It was uh, another bit of combination play between Barnett and James Jones. This time Barnett feeding Jones, Jones feeding the ball to the edge of the box, where Elliot Lee took a nice touch looked like he, uh, to get past his man. It looked like he was going to hit it with his right foot, but a defender came out very quickly, and so Lee changed his mind and nicely sidestepped him. Now he really did have himself set up just inside the box on his right foot, but he lashed at it, didn't have enough control of his shot, and it flew over the top right corner. Wrexham could have been punished for that with five minutes to go before the break. Gilby showing good calmness under pressure, 25 yards out, feeding it onto the edge of the box where Robson laid it off and Lecco drove in a powerful shot and Lecco would show the quality of his finishing in the second half. This one from 20 yards, it was good, but he didn't quite find the top corner, allowing Foster to get across and make a good agile tip round the post to his left. And that was a crucial save because in the 42nd minute, Wrexham pulled the goal back. Ironically, from our left wing back, although again, the move came down the right. Firstly, really good advantage played by the referee, who was impressive, I thought, Tom Reeves. Mendy fouled on the left touchline, on the halfway line. Referee played on and the ball was switched over to the right-hand side. And it was it was nice combination play. Barnett knocked it down the line for Waters, who'd made a good run in to out, and he pulled it back. Barnett popped a lovely one-two off James Jones, stood the ball up to the far post. Dolby did well in the air to get up and nod it down, and Waters did well about 15 yards out, as the ball was bouncing quite high. He's only a small fella to get on top of the shot and get power into it. He drove it powerfully, a bit too central, though. McGillivray made a good save. Sharp reflexes to parry it, but it came out to Mendy, who kept his cool and finished it inside of his left foot from 15 yards on the volley. And Wrexham were back in the game. And I've got to be honest, there was a bit of a nice familiar feeling at that point of, yeah, OK, once again, <laughs> we've let another team get at us and now we're turning it around. And the second half started like that. Wrexham, again, coming forwards and looking threatening and then dealt a body blow in the 49th minute when we conceded the goal. 
Cannon lost the ball in midfield to Robson. Big, big shouts for a foul and uh, Cannon needed treatment afterwards. But again, Tom Reeves did ever so well. It wasn't a foul at all. And from, from my side of the pitch, it looked this. But when you look at the highlights, you can see very clearly Cannon fouled Robson. And Cannon got hurt because he went in high on Robson, caught him around the stomach-chest area as Robson was going in for the ball. And I think got caught between the legs as he slammed into Robson's body. I mean, Robson continued to feed Lecco, and Lecco did ever so well, cutting in from left to right and drilling a tremendous finish into the bottom left corner. A fine finish by him, and a real body blow for Wrexham. And it took us a good 10, 15 minutes to really get the momentum going again through one of Phil Parkinson's now familiar brave substitutions. A triple sub, because you can make five substitutions now in the Football League, so we brought off the two strikers, Dolby and Waters, replaced them with Jake Bickerstaff and Ollie Palmer, and also Cannon came off, Jordan Davis came on. These substitutions would change the game because Wrexham would dominate a lot of the match. But unfortunately, you know, sometimes a drastic change of formation can confuse an opposing team. On this occasion, Don certainly weren't, and they got themselves a fourth goal in the 64th minute. I don't think it was because of the formation change, but with a man light at the back compared to what we were before, maybe it was rather cuter MK Guns. They, they forced a bit of an overload on the left-hand side, so Robson got up alongside the strikers who, who had pulled off a little bit, and there was a bit of an overload on that side of the, of the, the defence, and they delayed their pass as well, I thought, just to take advantage of that as the Wrexham players were looking to adjust. Isa had dropped deep to help defending, so he stepped up into midfield and had a bit of space and played the perfect through ball for Lecco, who took on uh, Foster. O'Connell recovered exceptionally well. He was really quick getting back and managed to lunge in to make a challenge on Lecco, which might well have saved the goal, but Foster went down a bit early. So Lecco's finish was a little hurried, or would, looked like it would have been, but Foster went down to his left a bit early, and Lecco, very alert, quality play, clearly saw that and just lifted it over the goalkeeper's prone body. A really nice finish with the, on his right foot, that was. But like I say, if, if maybe if Foster had stood up and, a bit more and cut down the angle, and O'Connell's challenge was sort of cutting off the left side of the goal, perhaps Lecco might not have scored, who knows. Um, the offside issue on this goal must be raised to the naked eye because I'm pretty much level I thought he was off but he definitely was looking at the, the replays definitely not it was a superbly well-timed run by Lecco and a brilliantly timed pass by Isa now Rexham responded almost immediately and really would pile it on to be fair the substitutions had ha had an effect Lee sweeping in a corner first which is cleared back out. Oh, um, so it picked up by James Jones. His shot was blocked. Span back out again to Lee on the left flank. He swung the ball in, and O'Connor six yards out with a good chance, just stretching, didn't control it enough, and it went wide. He was really angry at himself for that. And that was the start of a catalogue of missed chances between the 66th and 82nd minute, which frankly cost Wrexham the game. I know we'd sort of already lost it, but. If we'd been taking some chances as ruthlessly as MK Dons were, this could have been another of those Dover or Barnet matches. The chances really coming thick and fast. Firstly, it was uh, O'Connor getting an opportunity from a volley after Mendy had stuck a cross into the far post. Palmer asked for a penalty as Harvey, he felt, was fouling him. 
I wouldn't have given it on look, having looked back at the footage. But the ball ricocheted back out to O'Connor, and he set himself on the edge of the area nicely for a, a volley, but put too much into it and put it over the bar. Then Toza hurled in a throw, which is partly headed clear. Jordan Davis, about 10 yards out, looked to place it back into the top left corner, but didn't get the direction right and put it off target. Within a minute, another opportunity. Bickerstaff dropping off for a quick throw-in by Mendy. Spinning O'Hora and pulling the ball into the box. Nice pass as well. Palmer took it on down the left channel. It was a tight angle, and the keeper McGilvray made himself a, a big object, basically. He made a big barrier, and the ball got stuck under his leg when Palmer hit the powerful shot in. A real opportunity, that, but like I said, the angle not friendly to Palmer. But the substitution's really working. Palmer had a lot of presence in the air, uh, which we just didn't have. The ball wasn't sticking at all up front till he came on. Bickerstaff, very impressive, dropping off, finding space, hassling defenders, and those two brought real life to the side. Also, Davis was getting forwards a lot, was really looking to play attacking passes. Didn't all come off, but he was showing real attacking intent. With another, another minute, another chance. Bickerstaff controlling an awkward ball on the, on the right corner of the box, squaring it to Lee, who helped it on quickly. Davis drove a typical powerful shot, which just skimmed the bar. Soon he'd be uh, doing that more successfully. But first, Wrexham made another double change this time. Swapping out the wing backs. Uh, Barnett coming off, Ford coming on, Hosanna coming on for Mendy. And both the sub wing backs added a bit extra to Wrexham going forwards in that closing period. And Wrexham took the lead, in fact, with Hosanna immediately getting an assist three minutes later. Again, Bickerstaff did well. He just dropped off a little deeper, found a lot of space, picked her up, turned and helped her out to the, the right-hand side. Lee hit an ambitious shot, which was deflected away from goal, but uh, uh, Hosanna picked her up back to goal on the left-hand side of the box, fed it back to Davis, and he hit a fine finish inside the right post from outside the penalty area to make it 4-2. Like I said, if we'd got the second goal a bit sooner than that, it could have got interesting. But there was still enough time for Wrexham, who knew there was going to be a lot of time added on. The referee already did five in the first half uh, to have some hope. And we did continue to put pressure on. Hosanna, cutting in from the left-hand side, drove in a shot from 20 yards, which went behind for a corner. I'm reluctant to say saved. It looked to me like it was going about a foot wide. McGillivray... It was rather peculiar. He, he dived down to cover it, fair enough. Didn't really raise his arms at all, so he clearly seemed to have judged from early on it's off target, but continued sliding like Sol Campbell against Croatia, and the ball just bounced onto his body and behind for a corner. It was, it was such an unnecessary corner, which he could have been punished for, because Lee put in an excellent delivery. We worked that far post corner where a man drops off. It was Jordan Davis, and so he headed it back, uh, beyond the keeper and into the goal mouth where O'Connor again had a great headed opportunity and again couldn't quite get on top of it and the ball missed the target. Four minutes left. A uh, great piece of assistance by Bickerstaff nearly got its reward. O'Connell driving the ball down the left channel. Tucker, the centre-back, coming to usher it back to McGillivray. Indecision between the two of them. And Bickerstaff, who was had no chance the team to have getting there first, managed to nip in in front of Tucker, who hadn't blocked him off properly, but it, the keeper was on top of him, and in trying to lift it over the keeper as he probably had to, he just obviously couldn't keep it down, and it went over the bar. 
Next minute, another chance. Uh, lovely work this by Palmer showing physicality. All of a sudden, we were physical up front. Winning the ball well with his head in midfield. Hosanna driving in a great cross. Bickerstaff in space eight yards out. It looks like he tried to do what he did at Aldringham when he scored a nice goal in the FA Trophy last season. Just tried a little back drag and to flick it between his legs and into the far corner and missed the ball. A defender scrambled in and managed to put it behind for a corner before Lee could get there for the tapping. A massive chance that, and if that had made it 4-3 at that point, we would have had a proper finish. From the corner... Lee swept the ball in. Davis tried to hook the ball towards goal, but went down, claiming Robson had pulled his shirt. And I think he had a case. Now, I will say, because I thought the referee, Tom Reeves, was excellent. You know, After all the National League refs, I've been interested to see what the Football League refs would be like, and I thought he was terrific. Um, I think he could have given this one, having looked at it again. Although, to be fair to the referee, I will say that he was being consistent because he wasn't tending to give shirt pulling um, so maybe a little unfortunate there but anyway Wrexham rode their luck next because soon afterwards Ben Foster nearly gifted them a goal trying to pass the ball out but under a bit of pressure he gave it straight to Robson who tried to lob it over him from 25 yards luckily he didn't get much on it and Foster was able to jump and catch it he was stranded if the ball had had any height on it and Wrexham though having been fortunate there weren't able to ride their luck for much longer. Seven minutes were added, and it was immediately obvious that if the ref did his job, which he did, to be fair, um, that, that it'd be more than that because there was no play in the first minute of it. Um, Kidons had been time-wasting from quite early in the first half, and maybe the ref could have been stronger on that. He did eventually buck McGillivray, the goalkeeper, for time-wasting. But yes, uh, four minutes into the added time came the decisive moment. James Jones tackled on the halfway line and tight on the touchline, right in front of the dugouts. He wanted a foul. Uh, it looked like he went down a bit easily. And Harvey, the player who tackled him, did brilliantly. Just drove to the edge of the area. And then a little pivot. He looked like he was going to hit it with his right foot. A cross goal inside the right post. Put it inside the left post. And it dribbled home. He didn't quite get hold of it. And luckily Foster, I think, was also anticipating the more obvious shot. And was off balance. And didn't move as the ball rolled into the net. Wrexham, I mean, fair play, kept battling away and got a goal back. Too late to make anything of this, really, now. In the sixth minute of added time, it was, uh, again, O'Connell standing the ball up into the box, Palmer winning it while nodding it down to Ford, who'd started the move. He popped up, oh, sorry, he got the hiccups, on the edge of the D, and... Made a lovely left-footed finish, just curling it with the inside of his foot beyond the keeper into the bottom left corner. A fine goal. Too little too late, although in the 98th minute, Wrexham had another shout for a penalty. The ball knocked long. Tucker very tight on Palmer, who got backed himself into the box and then appealed as he hit the deck. Right. Tucker had a bit of his shirt, but like I said, the referee was consistently sort of allowing that really throughout the match. And he certainly had his shirt outside the box, maybe not once they crossed the line. Maybe he tapped Palmer's ankle, but it really didn't look like enough to have a case. And then it was the final whistle. And I want to point something out about that final whistle. It was a proud moment, I think, for Wrexham. A couple of years ago, or maybe a little bit more, I think if Wrexham had conceded five goals at home, uh, there would have been a lot of booing and a lot of grief directed towards the players. Instead an awful lot of the crowd 
stay to the bitter end to applaud because you've got to say, we got a lot wrong and it wasn't good enough. I'm not going to try and pretend otherwise. But the heart showed by the players, you couldn't question for a second. And at the crowd who have been treated to some wonderful moments by these players totally remember that fact and acknowledge the fact they'd given everything. And so it was, it was wonderful to see and, and makes me proud as a Wrexham fan to see the reaction of the crowd to those players. Um, as for performances, as for what went wrong, I, I, Phil Barson did mention in the post-match press conference about lack of minutes in the players' legs after pre-season. And it did look that way a bit, especially when we were caught cold at the start. There was a... I don't know. You're struggling for explanations. Could be absolutely nonsense. But there was a slight look of being a little undercooked. I'm not talking about jet lag after travel, just of maybe, you know, needed another game or two of pre-season in their legs. Um, but certainly that a lot of players looked sloppy. I mean, like I said, like O'Connor's normally accurate passing. Whether it was that he was just trying to force things a bit too much, looking to be ambitious, I don't know, but he he put the ball out of play a lot. He lost the ball a lot in that first half when he was trying to drive things forwards. Other things that maybe went wrong, I have no problem with Connor as a centre-back. I think at the end of last season, he showed that he's perfectly perfectly soundish. We should consider him a centre-back as well as a defensive midfielder. But our back three looked a bit exposed at times, and I wonder whether having O'Connor in front of them might add a bit more steel, a bit more strength. I don't know. Um, that was another main issue for me. And, of course, let's not forget, the opposition are allowed to execute their game plan well, and they certainly did. They put us under a lot of pressure on half, and we weren't good enough to be able to pass our way through it, as we sometimes saw in the last season or two, but generally we found a way through. Maybe if that own goal hadn't gone in, and the second goal is unnecessary, well, poor, isn't it, really? Maybe if we hadn't been making those basic mistakes, it would have been like a lot of games last season where teams came out and did well pressing us originally, but then we just saw it through, took control, and blew them away. Could be, could be. It'd be interesting to see whether other teams look at that and consider it an approach they'd like to take. Looking at individual players, Foster made a good save, I think he'll look at the fourth and fifth goals and be a little disappointed. Not that they're glaring errors, but just that he maybe could have done a little bit better with them. All goalkeepers get wrong-footed. That fifth one, you know, it was the sort of goal that looks bad, but you don't really want to point the finger too much. Um, but yeah, it is what it is with Foster there, I think. The back three, I mean, O'Connell scored the own goal. He was a little loose in possession sometimes, made some good challenges as well, often in recovery of Wrexham in desperate situations. Uh, so not not a bad game for him. I thought Tozer was probably the most solid of the three centre defenders and you know won a couple of important challenges in and around the box. O'Connor, again, missed a couple of tackles. He didn't look totally comfortable there. Like I said, I'm not saying that because he's not a centre-back, because yeah, he's a centre-back. It just didn't quite didn't quite click for him and the movement and pace of players was an issue for all back three but Connor was often stepping out to meet Isa um, which sometimes I thought maybe left a bit of space in behind uh, but oh, I don't know not a good day at the back for us 
Mendy had a rough time against Norman. He had some good attacking moments and scored a goal, of course. Although it was more in the second half than the first, he was able to get forwards really and try and make a difference. But yeah, Norman physically troubled him defensively. He, he stuck at it and battled well and maybe had the better of that battle in the second half. But yeah, Norman really troubled him in the first. Barnet, I thought, for the first hour at least, was our best attacking player. He really was keeping Harvey back on you know, at his side of the pitch, driving him backwards, taking him on. Brilliant stepovers at pace. And again, Barnett consistently was putting good balls into good areas. So I was I was happy with him, to be honest. In centre mid, Cannon had a mixed sort of game. You know, when he's, when he's sitting in like that defensively, he's, he's relying maybe on his timing more than his tackling. And that maybe can be an issue for him. He lost the ball sometimes in his own half. Um, he made some good tackles as well, to be fair. I, I like him more in one of the side midfield three positions, personally. And there were times when he was taking the ball forwards. You know, his passing is very good. He's got real awareness of what's around him. And there's a really good player in there. But uh, he, he made some mistakes, had a bit of a rough time in that central position in the central midfield three. Jones was man of the match for me. He lost the ball a few times late on, I think striving a bit too hard to try and make a difference. But fair play to him, he was impressive. He he really combined well, as I said, with Barnett and gave us uh, that transition from being pressed in our own third to getting up the pitch. He he was he and Barnett were the outballs when Wrexham were playing badly. And I think when, when a team's playing badly, it's, it's often informative to look at the players who actually are doing well, and those two were. But yeah, I, I like Jones. He was fighting. He won a lot of tackles. Like I said, maybe maybe tired at the end. No, I can't say James Jones tired. What sort of idiot am I? Um, but he, he certainly, near the end, maybe, like I said, tried to force things a bit too much, but then, you know, we're losing 4-2. You've got to try and force things. I've got sympathy for that, but I was impressed of Jones. Left-hand side, Lee was crowded out of the game quite a lot, really. He ended up on the tip of the diamond, of course, when we entered four at the back, and he was finding a bit more space then. But by then, MK Dons were, were sitting back in, and like I said, I didn't think they were so good at that. Uh, but Lee, just things didn't quite go for him, did they? Up front, now, Dolby and Waters, I had a bit of sympathy for them, to be honest, because in the first half, they weren't getting a lot of service at all. Um, Dolby was not able to really trouble the centre-backs in the air either. A couple of times he dropped off to the right to create a bit of an overload of Jones and Barnett, and that was effective. But he yeah, didn't have the happiest of games, really. And alongside him, Waters in his home debut, I mean, I tell you what, I, I, I did feel a lot of sympathy for him because he worked a lot hard. He was making a lot of runs. He was looking to find space. When we hit him and he was isolated, I thought he held the ball up very well, but then he would have to just hold her up and play it backwards. Um, but he had a decent effort, which was parried for the first goal. Um, but he, again, he just wasn't involved enough, which, you know, you can point out the service maybe for that more than anything else, but he he didn't have a great presence either. And the point is, looking at the subs, that Palmer and Bickerstaff came on and it was a different game. Uh, Palmer was winning the physical battles against the centre-backs really consistently. He looked excellent, I thought, Palmer. And had a good shot, which was well saved, of course, from a tight angle. Bickerstaff, well, I, I, I do feel, I've said it a million times, Bickerstaff last season looked like he'd taken a few steps up and he continued to look like that here. He found space well. He was he troubled um, O'Hora, who is the Irish centre-back on the right-hand side for MK Dons, 
who looks really good and has had a lot of good reviews, but he troubled Ohura, and he was not troubled until that point, uh, and that was impressive. He battled away shame. Well, he didn't make contact with his little flick finish, or that maybe he didn't do something more orthodox, and he had time to take a touch and sort his feet out and hit it in from six yards out. But that was a shame, but Bickerstaff certainly took his chance there when it came. Jordan Davis too, you know, he, he did well, lovely finish for his goal. He was constantly looking to threaten, looking to break into attacking positions, looking to play f- passes forwards to get play going. It was, it was good to see such a, a good forward-facing performance by him. And the two wing-backs who came on did really well in the 79th minute. Hosanna on the left, enterprising, got into nice advanced positions, which is how he got his, his uh, assist, of course. Put a couple, a couple of good crosses in. Ford was excellent on the right, was driving on, beating his men, getting crosses in as well, and scored a superb goal. So, picked the bones out of that one, I said, at the start, didn't I? Well, I've taken me half an hour and I'm still not sure. I don't think there's any long-term concerns that should come from this, but it's interesting that Phil Parkson has said he's going to reshuffle considerably for Tuesday. It'll be interesting to see what conclusions we've drawn then. But, um, yeah, it looks like finishing uh, starting places are up for grabs. I've got to say, I've not been worried by the fat Mullins out because I do think they've got good attacking options. But this felt like the sort of game that if Mullen was out there, he'd have got on the end of one or two of those chances and put them in the net. So it was his sort of game, especially the second half. Um and in the first half as well, he's the sort of player who can relieve the pressure because you can knock a long ball and he'll bet all the centre-backs. So, although I'm not overly worried about Mullins' absence, I think in this game, he'd have made a heck of a difference. But, yeah, no, he's trying to overspill milk. With a final score of Wrexham 3, MK Dons 5, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. I can't find the stop button because my mouse is trapped under some paper. There you go.